Welcome to Working Girl Talk. I'm your host, Abby Seinfeld. Working Girl Talk is the podcast for women who work. Each episode covers the latest news in social media, business, and marketing, and covers a working girl topic. As a marketing strategist and fellow working girl myself, I aim to educate and inspire you to be the best version of you inside and outside of the workplace. Hey guys, welcome back to Working Girl Talk. This week was one of those weeks that it seemed like nothing happened, but at the same time, I feel like I have more stories this week than any other episode, so I guess a lot happened. So first things first, Google had its I.O. conference. I think that's how you say it. If not, bear with me, but Google had its big conference this week and a little dry on the content there. Um, So I'm just going to go through some a few key takeaways that you should know about Google's conference this past week. So Google Home Hub, their um, system to compete with the Alexa, the voice system, is being rebranded as the Nest Hub with the price dropping. And with that, they're doing an augmented reality in search, which is pretty interesting. So certain search results, um, the example that The Verge gave is, so if you look for a specific shoe model, it will now include a 3D model when you're searching that. So you could tap the model and you'll be able to place it in a view of the real world via augmented reality. So that's all the info I have on that. But interesting um, new way for search results to appear. And takeaway number two from the IO conference, Google is launching more affordable versions of its phones, which is cool if you are um, into Google phones. And... Next takeaway, Google is researching how it can adapt its AI voice algorithms to better understand users with speech impairments and customizing its models to help them better communicate, which is pretty cool. That's always awesome to help people that maybe can't use the speech functions advancing their algorithms to be able to help them do so. And last one, which I thought was the most interesting one of them all. It's being launched to be able to use incognito mode in Google Maps. So that will prevent your destination searches routes from being saved to your Google account history, which is awesome just because sometimes it feels a little weird, like they know everywhere I'm going. So that's kind of cool if you're paranoid like me. And next story, speaking of Google, and it's funny because I um, a few episodes back when I was talking about SEO, I, and I think last week too, when I was talking about you need to get Google Search Console, well, the news for April was Google Search Console down in April. <laughs> so Google alerted site owners that nearly all of last month of April in Google, in Google Search Console, the data was affected by a data outage. A, doubt, a, data, a, doubtage, a data outage occurred between April 9th through the 25th. The problem was fixed on April 26th, but the data was not recovered. So if you're somebody that works in the client space or even your own personal website, um, just check out your data to see if you saw anything weird. The great news on that is that the only report that isn't affected is the performance report, which I think is what most people look at anyway, because that actually gives you like the amazing rich data that you need. So hopefully this didn't affect you that much, but good to know even Google makes mistakes. And next story that is exciting for all my little travelers out there, Delta Airlines is offering free Wi-Fi, amazing, about time. So according to The Verge, Delta Airlines will be test offering free Wi-Fi on 55 domestic daily flights this month. The test will start on May 13th and last for two weeks, and they will allow users to do everything on the internet, 
accept stream video free of charge and um, customers who have tickets for flights already during these uh, for the last half of May will be notified ahead of time if they are one of those flights. So that's pretty exciting that Delta is trying that out. Um, the, it's a little sad, the disclaimer of everything on the internet except streaming video. <laughs> so if you're going to um, stream some video, too bad. So sad for the free Wi-Fi situation. But free Wi-Fi is free Wi-Fi. So that is awesome. And hopefully Delta um, sees some good results from this and continues to do that after. Last news story, and I feel like I'm just powering right through these stories today, um, so it might be a little quicker of an episode. So last story, um, the headline is, Instagram will be blocking hashtags that return anti-vaccination misinformation. Ooh, what a juicy headline. So Instagram will begin hiding search results for hashtags that consistently return false information concerning vaccines that Instagram said this week. So, starting today, the company will effectively begin blocking access to hashtags that return misinformation designed to dissuade people from getting vaccinated. Instagram made the announcement at a president in San Francisco earlier on Thursday this week, which is a pretty interesting move for them. And as the story goes on, so I pulled this from The Verge. They have a really awesome breakdown of it. So known vaccine misinformation refers to misinformation that has been verified as false by the World Health Organization, the Centers for Disease Control, and similar organizations. Other posts that express anti-vaccine views but have not been confirmed as false, could be allowed to stay up, the company said. And for people that are upset or want to appeal, there will be an appeal process. So Instagram also announced that it's building an appeal content moderation process into the platform. So if you were somebody that posted about with anti-vaccination information that they saw as false information, you would be allowed to request a review of Instagram's decision and then the post could be sent to a different moderator, somebody who, the person that didn't take it down. And if they reverse it, they'll let you know, or they could choose to keep it out of Instagram. So a lot of people freak out when it comes to this because they get very much, oh, free speech. Um, and as somebody who studied journalism and is very First Amendment pro, love that First Amendment, at the end of the day, Instagram is a business. So they can kind of do what they want with their platform. So if they feel like it's spreading misinformation or false information, they could definitely stop your content from being seen or take it away. So they can pretty much do what they want because they are a business. And I think sometimes we forget that because social media plays such an important role in society. And I think there's always a lot of conversation around that. Like what really is social media? Like, is it a social justice situation? Is it really just for sharing what you believe to be true? Is there some sort of responsibility um, concerning misinformation. So it's kind of a hard line to tow, but at the end of the day, they are a business and they can make that decision to do that. I think where the real concern is, is where does um, taking away content end? Um, I know that is something that concerns people. So anytime Instagram disagrees with something, are they going to take it down? I don't know if it would ever go that far. If it's false information, maybe people are taking it as truth and that's why Instagram feels a responsibility to do something about it. So I think that's where the real concern is for people is they're afraid of what will they take down next. But at the end of the day, they're a company and they can kind of do what they want their own platform. And if you're somebody who wants to see anti-vaccination misinformation, 
maybe they, a new app should start that should compete with Instagram that, with, that has that content. So they can kind of do what they want because they are their own business. They can make their own decisions. But pretty interesting to see that they're doing this um, and trying to make sure that information stays accurate and truthful because I know this is something that Facebook has struggled a lot with too. And those changes have been made on Facebook as well to get rid of these misinformation posts. A lot of that's a bigger discussion for another day, but this is a very interesting subject and we'll see how it plays out in the coming months. For the working girl topic today, speaking of all these news stories, I thought it'd be awesome to talk about some tips to stay informed. So as I mentioned earlier, I studied journalism and I just love the news. So I love like knowing what's going on. And I am the person in where I work at the office that will send news stories like, oh, did you guys hear about this? So I thought I'd share some tips on how I stay informed and how you can always be on your A-game. I mean, besides listening to Working Girl Talk, of course. <laughs> so first tip on how to stay more informed, Google Alerts. So whatever industry you're in, whether that's marketing or healthcare, you name it, you can set up Google Alerts. So basically, just it's google.com slash alerts, and you can type in a specific keyword. So anytime news around that keyword is published, you get notification. It's a really great, great way to stay on top of trends in your industry and be in the know. And it's super easy as long as you have a Gmail account. Super easy. It just gets emailed to you and you're in the know right when it happens. Another tip to stay informed, it's super simple, is just following hashtags. Instagram made that feature really easy a while back. You can follow specific hashtags and they'll show up in your newsfeed if somebody uses them. For example, the Met Gala was this week and you know I needed to see that red carpet ASAP. So I was just looking up different hashtags of hashtag Met Gala, hashtag Met Gala 2019 to see people arriving. So using a hashtag for an event or even other subjects that you are interested in is a great way to stay informed because Sometimes the account, like in the example of the Met Gala, like the Met wasn't posting as fast as other people were in other side accounts and journalists. So I was able to see content quicker from the hashtag itself. Third way to help you stay more informed is a magazine subscription, which this one, like let's bring the magazines back. I love it. So having a magazine subscription, it comes to you every month. First off, you're probably like, well, couldn't I just go to Forbes.com instead of subscribing to their magazine? Well, sometimes I've noticed when you go to the website of a news source, there's a lot of stuff on the homepage and it kind of gets overwhelming, like which to prioritize. And if you think about it, like they're taking the time to print certain stories, like that's the best of the best. So I think subscribing to a magazine is really helpful and it can help you kind of take a break from the technology side. So a few magazines that I think are helpful for the working girl, Forbes and Fast Company, and I love this idea. I saw on Instagram, uh, Becca Booker at the books. She talked about how she subscribes to, I think it was Fast Company, a magazine subscription. I just love that idea because I literally have magazines at my desk at work and it's just nice to take a break and get news a different way every once in a while. Fourth way to help you stay informed and up to date is email newsletters. And I know you're like, oh no, email newsletter is so spammy, but no, there are some really good ones out there. And it goes right into your inbox and you can kind of choose whenever you want to read it. So the two that I recommend, so the skim, like it's super digestible and very short and it's just like world news and can help you get a sense of what's going on in the world really quickly with short headlines. And my other email newsletter is The Daily Carnage. 
That one is awesome. So I subscribe to that one and it's more if you're in the marketing or tech space or startup, that industry, it's really helpful. They have news stories you need to know that day of what's going on and offer some tips and insights into that industry as well. So it's super helpful and I feel so informed because literally I just... I wake up, I see it in my inbox, I click it, skim around, and then I feel like I know what's going on. And last but not least for staying informed is conferences. It seems like such a low-hanging fruit, so conferences and workshops, there is literally a conference for every topic you can think of. No matter how big or small, a conference is a conference, and they can be really helpful. And three that I think are awesome for working girls, so there's Create and Cultivate, there's the Alt Summit, and powerhouse women. Those three are awesome, very inspirational, and also helpful for learning new tools in your industry. And I think industry-specific conferences and workshops are really helpful if you want to stay up to date on current trends in your industry and learn new things and also networking. And if you want to learn more about networking, go back a few episodes and get some tips there. I think conferences and workshops are a great way to stay on the latest and greatest and the people you meet there are resources for you to stay up to date on your industry's trends too. So it's a hitting two birds with one stone. And there's also just reading books. Books are a little more, they can get outdated a lot easier just because publishing time, but a good book in your industry is always a great way to stay informed too. And last but not least, podcasts. Like, have you heard of this one called Working Girl Talk? (laughs) Podcasts are a great way to stay informed and it's super easy. Uh, They say it's the only like media platform that you can multitask with, which is a really good point. You can do something else and just listen. So while you're driving in the car on the way to work, it's a great way to stay informed about new topics. And the awesome thing about podcast search engines is if you type in a keyword, it Shows a lot of good podcasts related to that industry because it does work like a search engine. So you could find podcasts relating to your industry and your um, field that way. And that's a great way to stay informed because podcasts are usually updated frequently. So you get really current trends. And that's it for staying informed. If you have any top tips, let me know on Instagram at Working Girl Talk. A little simple change every day can help you feel like you know more about what's going on in your industry and it's really helpful. And last but not least, my Friday favorite. As you know, as I talked about earlier, the Met Gala was this week and the fashion was just wow. Um, So many thoughts on that. But my favorites were definitely Casey Musgraves, Kendall and Kylie, Kim, Naomi Campbell. So many good ones. But my top favorite, which is funny, I actually discovered it a few days after was Jordan Dunn, who her dress was designed by Zach Posen. And listen to this. So according to Dezine.com, she arrived at the Met Gala in a 30-pound dress made of large plastic petals designed by Zach Posen in General Electric Additive and built by Proto Labs, made with a 3D printer. So it built in sets of three. Each petal took around 100 hours to print. So definitely Google it. It is so beautiful. And I just, wow, like fashion's really heading into the future with this whole 3D printing situation. And it looks amazing. I don't know how comfortable it would be being an extra 30 pounds on you, but it looks great. So definitely Google it. It's super cute and super fun. And with that, I will leave you. Have a happy weekend and a happy Friday.